the Driven Women's Guide to Love, Life, and Business. Hosted by the boss ladies Alex and Gabby. Combined, their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity. Their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Martha Luna is a Latina celebrity stylist, fashion and lifestyle influencer, born in Caracas, Venezuela, based in the East Coast. Since 2010, she has shown her talent and creativity through her fashion blog, mdollnyc.com. Martha is 36 years old and is very devoted to God, and her message daily is to inspire young girls and women to love themselves, dream big, and believe that everything is possible when you work hard at it. Martha is also the founder of Sisterhood of Faith, along her partner, Samantha Murillo. Their mission as humanitarians is to help and volunteer throughout their worldwide organization. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Girls Gone Boss. I'm so excited. I, I feel like, oh, my God, I, I'm with like such an amazing content creator because we're here today. I'm like, oh, my God, let me make sure I look cute because <laughs> there's a camera here doing a recap and she's fabulous. Welcome, Luna. Hi, Thank Luna. You. Hi, girls. How are you? My Girls Gone Boss. I've been wanting to get... First of all, can you tell everyone how we met and how you found me? Because she found me on Instagram, guys. I did. Um, I've seen Gabby a lot of times, like a lot of major events. And I'm like, she's such a boss girl. Like, like she's so she like, is. you know? And like, I always felt like her energy always like attracted me to like, you know, wanted to talk to her. But she's always like networking. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not just going to go like, hey, my name is Luna. I would like to meet you or nothing like that. So I was like, I'll wait for the right time. But and that's then, exactly what you did, though. Yes. We then I, I was in, like, you know. We met in L.A. We did meet in L.A. Oh, so wait, you were in person? You guys met in person? Yeah, yeah I just oh. went up to her. I was like, no, I have to do it now. Like, I cannot Cute. wait anymore. And I was like, I follow you. I'm like, you know, you're so inspiring. You're like such a boss lady. And I was like, and then. And then we, we had about- to have you meet the other half of Girls Gone Bond. Yes, Alex. I started following the podcast as well. And I was like, I'm going to start listening to a few of your episodes. And then I saw how inspirational the quotes you guys post and I'll post and tag as well. So I was like, oh, no, this yeah. is like a page to follow. Yeah. And so we were excited about you because then I started to talk to you and get your background and all of you, what you have accomplished. And it's really interesting. And we wanted to like just give you the spotlight to share your story with our listeners. And we haven't really had a stylist before I know I'm really excited and also you're the first privilege because I live in New York so to be interviewed here in Miami Miami, it's like pretty cool it works perfect too so welcome thank you Um, why don't you kick it off and just start just telling everybody about you what's your you know your upbringing and where you're from where you said you're from New York but you originally from Venezuela yes I'm originally from Caracas Venezuela that's why I was born Um, I moved to New York when I was between eight and nine uh, I started as a fashion blogger, so my career into the fashion world has been blogging. And thanks to my platform and the content I've created, it opened other opportunities for me. I'm a stylist. I'm a humanitarian. Um, so many things. I'm You're a designer. I'm an influencer. I create content for big brands, even like TV things, like for Univision. So... A little bit of a boss, babe, in like different little areas of my life. Which I love. Yesterday we had dinner and she was like, you know, everyone's like, man, you do a lot. Like, and she's like, why do I have to pick one thing? And it's so true. It is so true. You can do anything that you want. You, you, you don't can. Have to pick and one. you know, at first I used to think like that, especially when I was blogging, because it was like, oh, they're not going to take you serious if you're like designing. They're not going to take you serious if you're doing this. 
But then I'm like, okay, we have Rihanna and we have JLo, two women in the industry, you know. Perfect example. That one, she's a mom, she's an actress, she's a dancer, she has her own music, she has her own line. She's now the face of different brands, I guess, the campaign, you know, for guests, she does movies. And then you also have Rihanna, she's a designer, she's been in movies, she sings. So I'm like, these women are doing everything they've wanted to do. And at the end of the day, we have one life. And we should not have no regrets. So at least we can say we did it. Hey, it didn't work out, but at least I did it. Right. So. No. And and obviously there's multiple streams of income when you do multiple things. So I'm not mad at that either. And (laughs) guess what sign she is, Alex? Is she a Virgo? Taurus. Yeah. Okay. I was like, if she's not my sign, she has to be your sign. (laughs) So she's a Virgo. We get along with Virgos. Yeah. <laughs> We're friends, instant friends. Instant friends. So I know that's another thing that Gabby had in common. She's a Taurus. And we also talked about shoes. So we're size seven. seven. I'm like, no way. This is too much energy (laughs) connection here. But okay. So when did you start liking fashion design? Like when did that come I always liked fashion. From a very young age, I always knew that I liked fashion. Even like my grandmother and my family, they'd be like, I viene el artista, like artista de la casa. And I used to be like, artista, like what they mean, like artista, like I don't sing. But she was trying to say like, you know, like I was going to be, you know, in that spotlight of fashion. Um, Also like going through my mother things when I was younger, like putting on heels, like smelling all of her perfumes because she's a person who loves perfumes, accessories and bags. So I always had that interest. But then I had the opportunity as I grew more to exactly see and do what I wanted. So starting as a blogger, you have to fall in love with fashion with what you write about. So I used to write about lifestyle and magazines. So it's like reading, reading, reading. Like you get to see everything that's coming out. Who's wearing it? What are the designers? And also the designers that I got to work with backstage at New York Fashion Week, interviewing them, going to their showroom. So all of those little pieces actually open doors to the things that I do now. And that was through your blog. Yes. So you gained those experiences to those fashion shows and through the industry, through the blog. Yes, I actually, I, okay, I say like I'm the, the veteran to New York Fashion Week because I started going to New York Fashion Week all the way when they started at Bryant Park. They've had so many locations. They they moved to, uh, to like Lincoln area. Now they have other locations. So every step that they've had, I've gone to every fashion week. So you were invited as an influencer? Actually, no. My first fashion week, the story when I went to Bryant Park, I looked uh, I looked up their schedule online and I was like, I wonder how hard it is to get to a show at Fashion Week. I looked up the schedule. I was so confident. I was like, I'm coming to see the show for Layla Rose, which was one of the designers that I wanted to see then. And when the guy was like, go ahead. His name is Michael, which is funny that I still know him till this day. And I'm like, wow, I've had like almost 10 years knowing this guy. Like, you know, but now he is a guy like, but he's at the door. He's he's a security. So (laughs) he's a security that lets you in like with your and with your invite or anything. It's like they have the same security group every year that takes care of Fashion Week. So he was like, I was so confident that he was like, you can go. So you basically hustled your way into your first Fashion Week. I did. And then that day that I, I went there, I met so many people that I network with. They taught me how to go to Fashion Week. How should I send my emails to request for designers? How should I request emails to interview? And it's a, it's also like a step with Fashion Week. When you first go, you get like standing seats or then you get priority standing where you go in before the people who stands. Then you get the fourth row. Then you get the second row. 
And this year, I've been sitting front row with my own oh, artist that I styled. So I'm yeah. like, you know, all the little steps. It just, it's just not that easy. Like, it's different steps. It's kind of like, okay, my hustle did I love it. go up to somewhere. Wow. Okay. So, and then that kind of sparked your interest in fashion. Yes. And then slowly you started becoming, you know, a designer in your own right. Because then you were like, hey, I want to make my own stuff. I do. Yeah. So tell us about that. Yeah. So my dream is to have my own shoe line. So that will be something I want to be work I want to work on, but I do design like bags, cosmetic bags, clutches. I feel like it's an essential thing that every woman needs. The only kick about it is that they're all made in Venezuela, which makes me really proud and happy that I can bring my own brand from the country that I was born, and each bag is one of a kind piece. So every design that we make with the team that I have of eight people in Venezuela and it also helps me help my own people in my country. By employing them. That's amazing. That. And every bag is one of a kind. When I send out a bag, I might send like a little postcard. Why did I design this specific bag? What does it mean? And to me, that to me, every woman should have something special in their closet that no one else has. And the brand is MNYC Shop. So that's where that comes I from. I love it. And you have gotten a lot of like you sold out on your first collection, right? We did. I did a bilingual, the bilingual collection with my partner then, which was actually one of my supporters from my brand, Astrid Carolina. And I did my tote collection with her of 200 bags. The bags were all sold. And then she said, hey, don't you think we should have, you should do a brand that you want to put in like your own style, your own designs. But I was like, I'm not going to Venezuela right now in my mind. But I was like, that would be really cool. So... Till this day, I've had a partner. Well, now she's not my partner anymore. The, the brand is mine, but she oversees all the employees I have in Venezuela and we have never met in person. It's it's all wow. been through like fate and just trusting in each other. That's amazing. I think that's so great because you're giving back and representing your culture. Yeah. I know Venezuela was is a very important part of you. Yes. You have also, um, you know, ha- your career has also advanced because you have been the first Venezuelan like influencer in New York because you said there's not a lot of Venezuelans, right? No, in Venezuela, I just became like the la fashionista venezolana. Everything was like the Venezuelan, the Venezuelan. I was like, okay, this is like my door to Your go niche, in. Right. Because every, most of all the Venezuelans here in Miami, all bloggers are mostly Venezuelans, like 80%. Right. But in, in New York? No, in that- New York, you will be, you'll find like Puerto Ricanas, Dominicanas, but I'm like, they were like, you Venezuelan? I'm like, yeah, I'm from Venezuela, like, you know. So that's been my niche. I'm like, okay, my little flag is my shine. That's great. And since then, okay, so you got into the blogging, you went into fashion, you started designing, and then you were like, hey, I'm going to start a company and I'm going to style. I'm going to start styling officially. So the styling, like, I feel like I've been doing that already while I was a blogger. Um, I had different opportunities to dress like windows, like big boutiques in New York. Um, I also did Dress for Success, which is like a very empowering woman platform. Yes, I do know about Um, that. I had two years in a row that they booked me to, but it was more like a volunteer work. And they was like, hey, if we, if you pull like all the things to dress about 20 women for their gala every year, would you do it? And I was like, okay, so that's like 20 women that I dressed two years back to back from head to toe. So I was already doing the styling, but professionally how I am doing it now, I think I was like a little bit afraid to go to the professional side until Allure magazine 
approached me on Instagram and just like, hey, we're going to be um, sponsoring two people, a, a guy and a girl. And it's like, you have a great eye for fashion. We will love to have you on the class. The class came from LA and partially from London, the International Style Institute. It was a $3,000 sponsorship class. And I was like, I have so many things going on, but I was like, this is, this doesn't come every day. Yeah. Like, someone no. is not just going to say, I'm betting $3,000 on you. You can do this. And I was like, you know what? In this class, I'm going to learn everything I need to learn professionally to go on set. And then I graduated. We had the classes at Condé Nast, which was like, what bigger oh, publication wow. can I go yeah. to and get my certification from? And two weeks later, I was approached by Food Network. They said that I was one of the top three creatives in the class. And I started styling a chef at Food Network. So my first really paid styling gig was at the two weeks after I But graduated. at that point, sorry, Alex, at that point, did you already establish Style by Luna or you were just doing this? No, I established Style by Luna right before I started working with my artist, my personal artist right now, Bright Tiago. Got it. Yeah. So you have been styling for a while already, but now you got into another realm, which is more music with it's, artists. It's more music. I, they still book me for like for magazines and things like that, but I do it like more freelance. But like the the music experience has been like a little roller coaster, but still fun. It's like a lot of things you need to learn, you know, because when I came in with that artist, I was like a treatment. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like, what are these? But obviously, like you had to know, like explain the color. to the listener. So you so get booked to do a music get, video for your artist. You get booked, um, or either you know, let's say it's a video. So for the video, they have to send you, you know, like the treatment, so you know what the video is about. You can get a feel of what the the song is going to be like. What the artist, if it's the artist alone, or if the artist being featured with another artist. Um, you also have to make sure you send like your proposal of what you're charging. Make sure all those things are set, you know, once they send you all those things. So you're on your end, you're also taking care of like the things that you're doing. Then you come on set. You also, ha also have to be very private to know that you're not, you know, giving out that privacy that that customer or client trust is giving you, you to trust you that you're not going to post the video. You're not going to post a snippet or anything because, you know, you never know, like, could be somebody's idea that they took six months to build and you just post it and another person has the money to do the video faster and give it away. Or so. just sharing the music beforehand is not part of the marketing plan sometimes. Yes. And you have to be very, you know, be aware of that and confidential in that sense. Yes. So you present your creative vision then to whatever treatment they give you. Yes. Once is that how that works? It, like if it's a, like there's the pens, the director you're working with, there's directors that are very specific. Um, like I've seen like certain video sets that I'm like, but the treatment said this and like the artist shows up however they want to dress. Mm -hmm. Then like I can give you an example of when I do TV, like for my TV segments, they had like the sheet and they said today in the morning, I want them dressed like with pajamas theme or today okay. is going to be like a barbecue theme and exactly how they want it. That's exactly how they expect you to dress the client on TV. In video, it's not 100% like that sometimes I see artists that comes like however they want to dress like if the treatment says like red and black now if it's like a group thing yeah you might see all of them but then there's like certain directors or you know that they're like no this is what I want them to wear or they will be like can you see can I see the clothes that you have so you have to like improvise like at the last minute and change things up so you have to be yeah. prepared for so everything even if they ask, like, like I'm the type like if they ask me for two looks I normally come with like 10 looks of course 
Were you prepared? Yeah. Yeah. So what type so so besides music videos and TV, do you also like style like uh, red personal? But what about personal? Do you have any like personal clients that you like their day to day? Well, my but I was my personal. Like I dress oh, him okay. for everything. Like wherever he goes. Like if he's gonna be in the art tomorrow, I have to send you clothes, Mexico, wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, red carpet, performance. And to be honest, most of my clients that I've been working with, they've become like personal. I've had a few freelance too. Like right now I'm working with Lily Hernandez. She's an actress and a YouTuber. So what I do is like I get brands that can work with her and like fits her personality and we will send her things and like she pairs them together. Okay. Or she might have something like recently she was going on TV and she's like, Luna, I need your help. What should I wear? So I was like, you know, we have these pieces. Let's put it together. And if it's like a red carpet or, or a big event, then I make sure that I'm where she is. So, so I can all those um, relationships that you've built with the brands have been so key, right? Because you can literally just pick up the phone call and I mean, sorry, pick up the phone and call them and be like, hey, I have a client. I need a couple looks and then they'll send you stuff or how does it work? So I have I feel like very blessed when it comes to like my blogging. I know I wasn't going to blog until I'm like, you know, a certain age. This mm-hmm. was just like the door to open like certain things I feel for me at the moment. And the relationships that I build as a blogger with those designers, it's so easy now. I feel like even as a stylist, sometimes you have to take those like steps to get to the designers and the relationship that I have now with them. Like, for an example, I had my client walk for Andy Hilfiger and Tom Hilfiger show because of the relationship that I've built with them from the past. And now, like, whenever he needs a look or anything like special, they can either create a look or give him something from the 2020 collection that no one has seen. And Oh, they do giftings. So normally I try to find like sponsorships for them where they can get like the latest that's not in the store and collections that are coming out that people hasn't seen yet. Yeah, which I love that is like you take on the project, but it's not just like a one off or oh, OK, I'm going to style him for the video and that's it. Like you think yeah. more strategic for your for your. Clients. Yeah, I do. Like for me, I, I always say it's like, you know, my clients are like very personal, especially when I like I'm growing with them more into like a like family, because at the end of the day, when you're a stylist, we have to see like if they have a bad day, if they have a good day, maybe some days they come on set and something major happen in their family. Like we're there for them all the time. So I'm like, you know, if you become more personal, don't just see it as like, hey, this is a gig. They paid me for the video. Bye or peace. Like, hey, I, I booked them for the red carpet. Like I, I become more personal. Like, you know, like I check on my clients all the time, even if it's through a text. Hey, have a great weekend. I hope you had a great day with your family. Because at the end of the day, you're an artist and you're doing so many things. Those little notes or like a little text message makes a difference that your team cares for you. Of course. And what do you think as a woman entrepreneur, um, what has been, you know, um, something that makes your business unique and you feel like you're, you know, you have a competitive advantage over maybe other people doing the same thing? Okay. So I will always say like, even like in interviews in the past, I'm like, what makes Martha Luna creative? I'm like, at the end of the day, no, no one has my creativity. Um, I'm a very passionate person. I I love to work. And when I always work, I don't always give like 100%. I give 100% more. So what makes me unique is that there's no other Martha Luna in the world but me. And also that my creativity, that no matter how much people are creative around you, they're not going to be able to do what you do the way you do it. So you might be able to do it, but you're not going to do it like I'm going to do it. You know, so that's what makes me unique in that sense. 
And what do you think has been some of the challenges? Because we all go through challenges as we like transition into new work and as we go as entrepreneurs, as a women, you know, what's some of the challenges that you feel you've overcome? Okay, so some of the, well, I'll probably say the biggest challenge. When I started my blog, I was a fashion army wife and my entire platform was a lot of army wives who used to follow me. Then I went through a really bad divorce and that's why I decided. And I wasn't really like into the other things that I'm doing now. I was only a blogger, fashion army wife. So I was like, okay, when I went through that, I was like, you know, this is the time for me to either just cry all the time and like be depressed or sad or pick up and be a boss babe and exactly and, you know, show the world that you can do things even when you go through like a storm or like that desert time that I went through. So when I went through my divorce, what helped me after that, I started designing. I had my collaboration with Avid Swim, which is a brand that I really loved. And she gave me the opportunity to design. I even made like a powerful special edition piece called La Luna. It showcased at New York Fashion Week. And in that moment, I was like, I can do anything I want to do. And then I became a humanitarian. So within four years, since I went through my divorce, I became this boss baby that I am today. And so through like the fire, you like rose. Yeah. What do you think? But like, how do you pick up when you're in it? Because sometimes it's hard. It was really hard. Like I had got depressed. I was like sad and everything. And I was like, but no, I also thought about like the moments that I came to this country when I was younger. I'm like, I came here with a mission. Like, you know, like there's bigger things for me. Like I can just let love or the marriage at that time stop where, you know, things are. So I say like, you just have to feel very empowered. I also got very closer to God spiritually and my faith to know that I was able to do everything I could. It was going to take me baby steps, but actually the steps came faster than I thought. Yeah. And, and it's been key for you, right? Yes. Spirituality and connecting in that in that way with God, no? Yes. Because I think that's what has propelled you to like keep going. Yes, yes, yes. But totally. what I want you to kind of explain to our listeners as well is like, what do you think are the skills to be like a great stylist or fashion stylist or if somebody out there listening like damn I I love fashion I can put together an outfit so easily I have an eye for like what's coming I love looking at Vogue all day like how do I make this into a into a profession for myself well I mean I'm sure like not every stylist that are out there are certified but for me it was so important especially coming from the publication that I'm in because I can get so many bigger opportunities like there's opportunities but then there's like the bigger opportunities you know like wait so you have so so there is such a thing as a certification and that's what bigger publications look for yes wow i didn't know that either that at all so there's some stylists that aren't certified and then there's some that are yeah there's some that are not certified like you might you know school yourself on like what are the tips for it but like now that i'm certified i can even certify others so let's say if i wanted to take my company even more big, I can say, hey, I'm going to give a class to 10 to 15 girls that I'm going to certify. I can do like, you know, like a workshop, like a different workshop. And, you know, at least I have that that says I went through this and like what I'm speaking on these manuals are what you're supposed to do. Wow. And you just learn so much more because honestly, when I got certified, I learned things that I never even thought that I was going to like, yeah. what is one of the things that maybe we don't so, even know that I, like, cause I think of a stylist and I'm like, oh my God, they're just great. They have connections. They have great eye for clothes, but there's so, like things that go with things. And then there's other things that don't go. There's a business side of it. So, okay. I will say, let's say when you're doing, um, uh, 
a photo shoot. Like my the graduate my graduation day was like, okay, let's say your photographer, you don't pick your photographer and your model, and you have like a size shoot ten, but she wears an eight. Things like that. Like I had to put the entire shoot together. Like the photographer, like the model, improvise her shoes with the look, pick her makeup. At least when you have like a magazine, like you have certain people who picks all those things. You have to learn what to do in like a situation like that, like how to do all of those things. Now, from I see myself as a rookie upcoming in the like, let's say Latino artist um, scene. scene for like the videos. And I've also learned my own mistakes, maybe like things that I probably did that I'm like, I shouldn't have done this. Like, oh, oh, I did it with the good intentions, but maybe for someone else, it wasn't a great intention. So we also have to learn like things and like also it's good to connect with other stylists as well. So like if they need you in a certain state, like somebody from Miami might be like, oh my God, do you know anyone who has fur coats? I can't find it. So try to keep like your friendships open or like not friendship, but more like, you know, someone you have your connection to, to work with. Right. And and you've had mentors along the way that have helped you coming up or no? No, no I've learned the good really? and the bad alone. <laughs> Yeah, Aww, but that's so, yeah. I've learned the good and the bad alone. Then you're doing great, but it but it's good. Like it's good, you know. Like, but I you think- know what I love is that you are becoming a mentor to others, right? Yes. Because I know that you're such a, like a girl's girl and like... I'm such a girly girl. Like when like opportunities come to you, you share them with, you know, a lot of your friends. I um, do, I do. And, and even like sponsorships, when I get them, I'm like, you know what? Like this photographer friend of mine will do really good when he does a content with this shoe brand or, you know, it might be an art, another artist that I might approach or saw or connected with. I'm like, you know what? I can send them this. But that's kind of like a no-no. Like if you're a stylist, you should always ask another stylist for her permission to do that versus just sending it. Because, you know, once they become personal, some people might take it offensive and some not. Like if somebody sends it to my artist, I wouldn't be upset. But, you know, I have learned in the career now that I am because I've done it and it hasn't been really good. But it's things that we learn. So that's why I say we it's, live good. And we learn. it's good to grow also and learn things. So you do so many different things. How do you find like work-life balance? Okay, so like I came down here to do a Deezer Latino event, which was like super amazing to highlight my client Lily as like the celebrity host. And I was like, you know what? I have nothing else to do. I'm going to take about three more days to just sit in Miami and relax. Like today, I spent the entire day in the pool. And then I was like, I'm going to do this podcast and I'm going to kill it. This is not working. You're killing it, girl. (laughs) That's a very tourist thing to do. Like we can go hard ham all day and be hardworking. But when we want our alone time, don't bother us. Like I I just want to sleep and chill. I mean, I will work. I, I went one time like this year. I was at the billboards for 24 hours. Like I did what I had to do. I party and from the party, I went straight to the airport and I slept on the plane. I was like six hours. That's great. And did you go straight to work? No, I went back home, but I had, I had 24 hours of work. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, talk to us about the humanitarian side. I know that Sisterhood of Faith is something that you created, right? Yes. Is that part of like, you know, where also, you you know, your faith in God, also you want to give back so in that sense? The humanitarian organization, the Sisterhood of Faith is the founders is my one of my best friends, Samantha Murillo. She's from Puerto Rico, but we live, we both lived, you know, we met in Jersey City. And then I was like, okay, the Hurricane Maria happened. And she actually paid to see me speak and other women at a conference that we had. And that's where we met. 
And she was like, oh my God, I've been thinking to go to Puerto Rico. The hurricane just happened. We should help out. She's like, but I want to find a partner who has that giving heart that I have. And, you know, we have different beliefs in God and everything. And like, sometimes those are the things that maybe will stop others from having a great partner because you're like, hey, well, you don't believe in what I believe. But all I knew is that we both had the heart to do what we had to do. Within a month and a half, or not even, it was probably like a month, we built our humanitarian organization and we both went to Puerto Rico and we stayed in the same Airbnb together two to three weeks. We brought so many things, about 47 boxes of water, um, chargers. We went to like 27 pueblos in Puerto Rico. We helped homes. We visit so many people. We bought food. We had donations. Another school gave us donation. We went to speak to the school about why is it important to volunteer so they donated to us and we had so many donations and we made a difference. And ever since we've grown, we've been together for two years and we've grown more and more. Even now, she's one of my best friends. And every time I go to Puerto Rico, I go visit because she moved after the, the, hurricane. the hurricane. But we've gone to so many women, so many people and women. We have visit kids with cancer. We get like sponsorship with toys. Um, recently, she did something that was given out uh, books for kids in like ESL classes, um, donating that's, things that's during amazing. Thanksgiving. So. We actually were talking about being more involved in community like that. So if you ever do an event here in Miami, please let us know. Because that's well, like you such also a... Got, you guys also have um, Sarah that you guys interviewed. She's amazing. Yeah. She um, I told her, I said, we have to partner. I don't know, <laughs> but we have to partner yeah, this she's, coming year she's to do something. Honestly, it's such a... An amazing soul. Like she does so much for the community and for everything that she stands for. And I also visit uh, safe homes because for the safe homes, I want to speak to those women that probably went through like either divorce or domestic violence or or rape, you name it, to show them like, hey, you went, you can go through all of this, but you can it's rise up nice. and just do mm -hmm. what I'm doing now. Like I could be a, a public speaker and an example for them. So that's one of the houses that we go to a lot to do like makeovers, whether it's nails uh, manicures and makeover. So we kind of go through like different areas to volunteer. So besides all the humanitarian stuff you do, which is a lot, and we do definitely want to like be involved somehow next time you are in Miami. What are some exciting projects that you're working for in 2020? I have a book coming out. Oh, please yes. tell us about the I book. I love that. I have a book. Um, It's a book that's going to be with a, a friend who actually thought of the book as well. Her name is Joanna. And we brought different women into the book, more of like an empowerment book. It's like the little black book for like a boss babe, like a independent woman. And where all these women that was handpicked by their stories got to respond like two to three questions that we send over 20 questions and you have to pick your favorite three. But what that book shows is like how different women in entertainment, music, models, actress, stylists, influencers, can come together and how we all had our own little struggles. And the book is also to give you that voice for the women who might have needed that voice when they started. Like I didn't have that voice. I'm the first CEO in my family. And it also, I probably said, hey, I, I should have had this voice that, you know, when I had these questions, what can I do? What can I not do? So I'm sure that book is going to be, it's going to answer a lot of things for a lot of young girls and women that has dreams like I did. So what do you think are are the kind of the, what makes a boss babe? Like what like 
when you think of a boss babe, how would you describe that person? You're like, I'm going to describe myself. I was going to say that. <laughs> I was like, wait, I'm a boss babe. I'm a boss babe. You know, it's funny because even like when I'm styling sometimes, like my client, Brett Tiago, he was like, you're partying, but then like you're always on time on set. Like, you know, I mean, your responsibilities is being a, a boss babe. Um, so having responsibility and being on time, being accountable, doing what you have to being do. Being accountable, yeah. you know, like for me, like, okay, when I do my, my MNYC bags, I'm like, I have to pay these employees. I have eight people to pay. Like, you know, you have to be on top of your things and also make sure that every area that you're a boss baby in that you're doing, like, don't let one lack more than the other. So I'm always on top of all businesses the same, like, the same thing when I run social media and also having a team, you know, like, because even if you're a boss, babe, you also have, you need that team to support you to grow. Like I have my personal assistant. I was like, I don't know what I will do if I didn't have her shout out to Ty, which is my, you know, she's been like the, like a miracle that came to me. And it, there's times like I was here and like, you know, let's say when a, one client called me, he said, I'm performing on Saturday. What should I do? And I'm like, okay, I'm in Miami. Um, I have a podcast Ty, to do. <laughs> Ty, I know this podcast, I was not going to miss it. So I was like, Ty, I need you to do this. I'm going to send you emails about the, the clients or designers that you have to do. Can you ship this clothes for me overnight? So I don't think I've ever had none of my clients or anyone I had to ship anything to or, you know, respond to that said, Luna did not do this on time. Luna is a slacker. So I stay on top. Right. So, so that, that's an that's important boss babe. Mm-hmm. attribute is to be dependable. Yes. And to, you know, mean what you say and do what you have to do to make things happen. Yes. That's a good one. And also, you know, one of the things that I learned, like even when I went through my divorce, I had to get like a regular job and I had did, um, I had got a job and then I was like, you know what, this is it. I'm not going to keep holding on because I had to say, I have to let this go because if I hold on to the job, it's like you, you're thinking all the time. So this paycheck is going to come. So I, if this happens, like I always have this check. So it's also having that independent mind and walking by faith too that, you know, you're going to be able to cover all these things that you want to get into. I agree. Like you said, being, indep- being independent is one of the biggest things. Being independent. But also like I feel like boss babes, us boss babes, sometimes too independent. Sometimes we do have to like tone it down a bit. No, don't you think? Even like in relationships or with men or oh, yes, be too yes, much yes, sometimes. Yes, yes, true. So well, that's, that's what I said. Like, you know, with the team that I have, I'm like, I wouldn't be able to be a boss babe without the eight people I have at MNYC because, you know, one is the creative who will create the bag, paint the bag, do the el bordado of the bag and stuff like that. So I'm like, but they make MNYC. Style by Luna. Okay, I have. You Ty. delegate, you delegate to For people. For my content, yeah. I have Roy. If I don't have Roy, I can't post a sick video. I can't post sick content. So you you have to have also like a team. You know, a boss baby is not taking the credit only by yourself, Amen. but the people who's around you that you're going to grow with. It takes a village. I love that. A boss mm-hmm. babe doesn't take the credit on her own. A good leader doesn't do that. No. no. You're, that's great takeaway. What's next for you? So like you're working on the book and then what I'm are you going to do? When does that book come out? Yeah. Early 2020. Yeah. Okay. We we're we're going we to do it actually in December this month. But then um, 
I was like, well, if we do it, then I'm like, we're going to close the year with a bang. But I'm like, no, we should open the year with a yes. bang. I've already did a lot of things. Yeah. And people year. are getting their resolutions ready. Like this might just like spark more, you know, let's, empowerment. Let's promote it. Let's promote it. Will you give us a book of to give away course. to yeah. listeners? I'm gonna, actually, I'm sending Perfect. you both a book. Okay. And yes. I'll send you one. But the book I know will be available in Amazon. Amazon picked on our story. So that was like amazing because this project was due for 2020. And then when they picked on the story, they was like, you guys have until November 18th to send everything for the book. Oh, wow. And that week was pretty crazy for me. Yeah, and I was I like, okay, no, I took actually a Sunday. I went to Ikea with my assistant and I was like, today is a typing day tie. And that was like tea and typing all day. Tea and typing because I kind of like to go a lot to Ikea. I love furniture. Um, I have um, like a show partially on social media with Univision and Raymond Flanagan. So I do also interior decor. She styling. does it all, honey. Like, like um, st- uh, set style. Yes, like before okay. and after. Uh-huh. So cool. Um, Very cool. The beginning of 2020, you'll be seeing more of that on my platform nice. as well. There's so much more for, for you. And I'm so excited that we got to meet and we got to like really get to know each other a lot more. And then you came on the podcast. You're new in a lot of, in, in what you say in, in, in the music side, but... I love that you take risks and that you just go with your heart and you go in in any lane that you feel like is speaking to your heart. Because a lot of people out there, I think, are going to feel okay about feeling like they want to dabble in a lot of things. And it's okay. It is. It is. I'm like, you know, you like I said, you have one life to live. I'd rather say like I tried it and it, and it didn't work than wonder what, what, what it would have been if I did it. I love that. How can people keep in touch with you? So you can keep in touch with me. I have so many social medias, but I'll give you my main one, which is at mdollnyc, M-D-O-L-L-N-Y-C. And through that platform on my profile, you can find my other platforms if it's humanitarian. I've had a lot of followers too. They will write us to the humanitarian page like, hey, we're interested in, in volunteering if you ever need help and things like that. So I do also connect with my followings. Yeah, you're, um, you engage with them, right? Help them if they want to... Mm-hmm. Um, accomplish a certain dream and it's in my power to help them do it because at the end of the day without them I wouldn't have the platform that I have or the growth that I had that I have right now so amazing do you want to leave any last minute advice for anybody that's listening and maybe is having a hard time or just going through some shit because we know we go through some shit we do we do Um, I will say one of the favorite things I probably think that it's like a sneak peek to the book one of the favorite things that I wrote was we should empower younger women more. Um, in my case, I feel like we need that so much because they are the future. They're what we will be seeing soon. So we should not close doors to like, if like someone young comes to you with like a dream, you know, everyone is not always responsive, but I'm like, you might be that miracle or blessing or that voice just to help that person. And you might not help and you shut them down. So be very open, stay very humble, no matter how many boss babes I am and like what area of my life, I always try to stay humble and remember also where I came from. Right, because your blessings are going to come no matter what. Yes. So everyone has like a purpose in this life. So just because you help someone else, it doesn't shut down your opportunity. There's no, there's no such thing as unlimited blessings. Yes. So. Exactly. That, I love that. Thank yeah, you. That, that's what I live by. So always help that other person to open that door. Even if you don't 
grow far with them, but just, you never know. You might be that purpose for, to take them that, there. You might be that miracle that they needed of that person. Everyone has that person that takes them to that next level or that next opportunity. Yes. And, um, we and just, keep your fate up. Yes. Don't ever lack of fate. Like we do lack of fate during like bad moments, but just keep it and, you know. Let that just move you through yes. life. Yes. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. It's so nice to meet you. Me too. Yeah, so was this easy or what? Oh, it, it was, was just super a easy. conversation. <laughs> totally. Thank you, everyone listening. We really appreciate all your support. And um, I hope that you're inspired by Martha Luna's story. She's an amazing person. And just stay in touch with her. She's pretty available. So use that resource. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hosted by Alex and Gabby. I love you guys. Oh, yeah.